When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get everything for your next roofing project at Menards. Your roof is the first line of defense against the elements. Owens Corning Shingles are designed to offer long-lasting performance while providing ultimate protection. They have a limited lifetime warranty and up to a 130-mile-per-hour wind warranty. Choose from over 40 options designed to protect your home for years to come. Save big on Shingles at Menards. And don't forget to check out our weekly ad on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Okay, y'all settle in for a real treat today. We are going to be talking about Negro spirituals and the Fisk Jubilee Singers. Fisk University is a highly ranked historically black university located in Nashville, Tennessee, and it's actually the oldest institution of higher learning in Nashville, Tennessee. In 1871, Fisk University was in dire need of some financial support, so a group of a cappella singers joined together to do a tour of the United States and later the world to raise funds for the university. That group later became known as the Fisk Jubilee Singers. We had the opportunity to sit down with their musical director, Dr. Paul Kwame. Dr. Kwame was born in Ghana, West Africa, and his father was a musician and taught him piano, violin, theory, and conducting. Dr. Kwame studied music at Ghana's National Academy of Music and taught there until immigrating to the U.S. in 1983 as a student at Fisk University. He promptly joined the Fisk Jubilee Singers. And after graduating from Fisk in 1985, he continued to study music at Western Michigan University and graduated in 1987 with a Master of Music degree. In the spring of 1994, he was solicited to serve as the part-time director of the Fisk Jubilee Singers. In the fall of that same year, he was promoted to full-time faculty member in the music department and became the musical director of the ensemble. He is the first African to direct the Fisk Jubilee Singers. Dr. Kwame is a composer and arranger and feels a deep connection between Negro spirituals and the music of his motherland. This music also touches his spirit. He believes in the faithfulness of God, who was a source of faith, wisdom, hope, and love for slaves and for the original Fisk Jubilee Singers. So join us at the table as we sit down with Dr. Paul Kwame. I'm Lainey. And I'm Laura Beth. And we are Steel Magnolias. The strength of steel with the grace of a magnolia. We are here to have uplifting conversations about life in the South. And we've got plenty of room at our table. So pull up a chair. Well, 
Well, hello and welcome to our listeners. I am so thrilled and excited to be introducing you all to Dr. Paul Kwame, who is the musical director of the Fisk Jubilee Singers. We wanted to talk to you today to let you know, first, there is a 150th year celebration happening for the Jubilee Singers that we thought, hey, this is the right time to be talking to Dr. Kwame because we've actually had Negro spirituals on our list of topics that we wanted to cover for a very long time. And so the intersection of the Jubilee Singers celebrating 150 years of existence, this just felt like the right time to bring this topic to our listeners. And so first of all, Dr. Kwame, welcome and thank you for your time today. Well, thank you very much for having me. And uh, I am just trusting the Lord to show through us who he is and what he wants us to benefit from today's program. That's so good. Amen. Yeah. So good. Well, let's just start for our listeners, maybe who haven't even heard the term Negro spiritual. How would you define it? Negro spirituals um, consist of a a set of songs that were created by slaves during their time of slavery. Um, someone describes these as songs that the slaves sang from spirit to spirit, mm. and as a result, you know, uh, they are called spirituals. But the other important thing about the Negro spirituals is that uh, they are songs that when one studies them, uh, they talk about, I would say, they carry messages from God to us. And we do experience those messages today. We built our faith and inspiration on those songs today. Um, generally, those are the songs that are known as the Negro spirituals. And I should also add that these are songs that the first group of Fizz Jubilee singers collected, transformed, and as they sang during their first tour in 1871, they shared these songs with the whole world. Wow. Do you have any Negro spirituals that you would say are maybe even more famous um, that, that might have a title that someone might recognize when they hear it? I'm sure people know the spiritual Steal Away to Jesus. Uh, another very common one is Swing Low Sweet Chariot. I believe people know Go Down Moses, one that I knew when I was a very little boy. And then, of course, every time I feel the spirit move in my heart, I will pray. You know, it's interesting. Science has actually proven that there is great healing that comes from communal wow. singing. I think that is so cool. Right. Do you think that these songs helped people get through the misery of slavery? I do believe because um, I don't know if I mentioned this earlier, but this, the spiritual, the Negro spirituals were used by slaves as survival tools. In using these songs, the slaves um, communicated their faith and generally their emotions through these songs. Uh, 
even if they did not have any other human beings around them to listen to them, mm. sometimes they sang these songs just to express their faith. There's a song, a spiritual, uh, that talks about a slave who, after having a hard time on the plantation, uh, sang this song and said, if nobody else, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but basically said, if nobody else knows of his problems, Jesus was there to know about the problem. So these songs definitely helped them to get through the difficulties of slavery. Mm -hmm, for sure. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm just so proud that this important choral group is from Nashville, because this is oh, our yeah. hometown where we <laughs> were um, brought up. And uh -huh. since this is the 150th anniversary this year, um, that means that this original group, you said 1871, right. um, those first Fisk Jubilee singers, even before it was given that name, likely were slaves. Is that right? They had been former slaves? Majority of them were former slaves wow. um, before coming to Fisk University. And in reading their stories, uh, wow. Mm. Some of them, I would say most of them, had very difficult lifestyles. And they probably would not think that we would be talking about them today. But these are young men and women who were students at Fisk University who gave up their education and traveled and uh, shared these songs with, with the whole world. When I think about their life stories and the fact that we're able to talk about them today, I believe that they were called by God to go on this mission because yeah. no one had gone out to sing and raise funds, especially young college students right after slavery. So I believe that they were actually called by God. And um, one of the things that I'm always happy to share is that even though they experienced a lot of hardships, we did not hear anything about them fighting with anyone physically. Mm -hmm. They just said that the favor of God was upon them mm -hmm. and they went home singing to the glory of God. And mm -hmm. I believe that's why they got the victory. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. And, and we should even probably just acknowledge that the name, including Jubilee, that, right. being, that being a, a biblical <laughs> word um, synonymous with freedom and emancipation yeah. did did the songs continue to be written um, just even after the abol abolition of slavery? Did they continue in that vein? Well, let's go back to the type of slavery or even before then, uh, realizing that these were people taken from Africa where music making was always part of their lives. Yeah. So while on the plantations, music making and singing was a very important part of their lives. Now, I'm not sure if the Negro spirituals continued to be written after slavery had ended, but most of the songs that we sing, we believe that they were created during the time of slavery. What we do today is take those same melodies that our ancestors created, and we either sing 
arrangements that already exist or we look for new arrangements. Uh, but the important thing for everyone to know is that we do our best to retain and preserve those original melodies as well as the text. We cannot separate the text of these songs from the, the melodies. Okay, so, so some of the songs, as you were saying, they may have been somewhat changed to like a more classical arrangement for the performing of, of in front of audiences. Is that correct? That is correct. And this was first done by the first group of Fist Jubilee Singers. Okay, gotcha. Okay, well, um, I, I was just even thinking through, we did an episode on the blues of the Mississippi Delta. We did an okay. episode on that. And it, okay. I was just kind of curious, is there any tie between this style of music and some of the blues that came out of the Delta of Mississippi at a later time? I, I believe if, if, I believe that there are ties because at uh, the time of slavery, when our ancestors created some of these songs, they did not necessarily sing them to an audience. Sometimes it may have been an individual just sitting somewhere and creating a song through which he or she could express him or herself. And so the blues generally are songs that individuals would sing, not necessarily for an audience, but just as a way of expressing themselves. Mm -hmm. So definitely there is that uh, cultural link between the blues and the Negro spirituals. Mm, that's good. That's really good. I would say that you, and I, I'm sure you would agree with this, there have been some really great doors that God has opened to the Fisk Jubilee Singers. You, you're a quite esteemed group uh, of those that, that have gotten to see you live or even that just know you, even the Nashville community here esteems the Jubilee Singers. So I just wonder, do you have any favorite memories of experiences that have come out of leading the group? A lot. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and, and actually, before I talk about some of them, I have to give all the credit to God um, because of who he is. Yeah. He's an amazing and loving father who does things supernaturally mm -hmm. in his own way. And all the great things that have happened, I give him the glory. I remember... Uh, Shortly after I started teaching, it may have been in 1997, we were invited to Chicago to perform in a gospel music festival. And so my students finished singing maybe three or four songs. And as they were walking off stage, a white gentleman approached me. I remember very well. He was nicely dressed, simply dressed in a white shirts, white pants, white shoes. But he just walked up to me and uh, without even saying hello, he just said, I want to take your group to Italy. And I was surprised. And it happened that he was the founder of the Umbria Jazz Festival and he wanted the Fizz Jubilee Singers to travel to Italy. 
So for about three or four years consecutively, he paid for our way to perform in Italy. That's God. Yeah. I had nothing to do with it. Okay. <laughs> and another beautiful experience was, um, again, uh, the Fizz Jubilee Singers collaborated with Tennessee Performing Arts Center and we were able to produce an educational curriculum that was distributed throughout the state of Tennessee. We also happened to travel and perform in various elementary and high schools, as well as in other communities in this state. Well, I was preparing for rehearsal one evening, sitting in my office when the president of our university called me and said, in two weeks, you and the Fizz Jubilee Singers are going to the White House. And she said, <laughs> she told me not to give any details to my students, but just to inform them and make sure that they would all be available. Well, we ended up going to the White House. We sang for President George Bush and Mrs. Laura Bush. But then we also received the National Medal of the Arts. Wow. Those are just two of the great things that have happened. And to, again, I, I can only say that these are things that were orchestrated by God. And yeah. I have to give him all the credit. I bet your students thought you were playing a joke on them when you first told them. <laughs> yeah? Well, Did they, they believe you? They knew that I was serious, but as I was told, I could not tell them where we were going. I remember one of them asking me to at least give them an idea of where we were going because it was necessary for them to know the temperature of wherever, <laughs> what the, the destination, so they would be well prepared. No, I did not tell them until the morning when we got to the airport in Nashville. Oh my so gosh, how yeah. wonderful. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And approximately how many students got to go experience on that experience? Uh, six, 16 of them. Okay. Yes. That's fantastic. So fun. Well, it's, it's also wonderful to be located in Music City, as some people call Nashville. Some of us also call it Worship City. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Worship I like that. Okay. <laughs> um, but you guys got to do a concert that led to a Grammy award-winning album. Mm -hmm. I love. Right. I wanted to make sure we talked about this. Yes. Um, again, God will use things, all kinds of things, to open yes. doors. But we have artists like CC Winans and Keb Mo <laughs> that live in Nashville. <laughs> oh wow! So you guys got to partner with. They, or maybe I should say they got to partner <laughs> with the stellar Fisk Jubilee Singers. Tell us about that album. Well, you know, we have to blame God for making this happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, because I, I say this because um, we, all right, here's a story about the album. In the year 2016, Fisk University celebrated her 150th anniversary. And normally the Fizz Jubilee Singers would have performed in our beautiful chapel. But I had a vision to 
have us perform at the Ryman and have many more people experience our music. So with the help of some wonderful people in town, we organized the concert and um, it was an amazing experience. I remember CC one singing Blessed Assurance with us. I will never forget the experience, but it was beautiful. Yes. Uh, so anyway, we chose to record that full concert uh, just for archival purposes. Then in 2017, the Ryman was celebrating their 125th anniversary and we decided to perform there again and celebrate that anniversary as well. Uh, we also named my curb an honorary first Jubilee singer. So okay. he was present and the audio recording for that concert was also done again for archival purposes. Uh, so later on, my cap came up with the idea that we should pick some of songs from 2016 and the 2017 concerts and compile and release an album. So that's what we did and it led to our first Grammy. Wow. But again, you know, I, I again look back at everything that's happened leading to the, this Grammy. And again, it's just God who gets the credit. Yeah. Just yeah. him. I mean, he, he brought together the right people, the right artists, yes. the right engineers. And here it is. Wow. And, yeah. and just so our listeners know, Mike Curb, who you were just mentioning, head of Curb Records here in Nashville, was the recipient of that honorary um, inclusion that you were just speaking of. So a couple That's of lessons correct. learned from that. Yeah. One, I hear you saying, anytime you're in Nashville, record, be, re be recording, right? <laughs> you just never know what's going to come you're out just, of that. Yeah. And, and two, um, be careful what uh, events you invite record producer or record uh, head of record labels to because they might that's want right. to, to then uh, package it up because that's, yeah. that's how they know how to do best. So, you know, and the beautiful thing is these record producers know how to bring the right people together. Mm -hmm. That's a, a beautiful thing about Nashville. That's so true. Yeah, yeah. Well, and now, so it's very cool that you guys are going back to the Ryman here in just yes. a few days. Well, I guess I'm saying a few days um, just because of the timing of when this recording will come out. But November 11th, you guys are going to be back at the Ryman Auditorium for yeah. a 150th celebration. Tell us about that show. What are you expecting? Well, this is, um, first of all, an opportunity for us to, again, honor the first group of first Jubilee singers, those nine young men and women who even against the will of their parents and the administration chose to travel around the country and uh, raise funds for this university. So we will definitely honor them with a very special program at the Ryman on November 11. Um, one other thing we want to bring out as a, through this concert is to get people to know that um, the music of the Fizz Jubilee Sigurds, the Negro Spirituals, form the root of 
various forms of American music. Mm. So we will perform definitely Negro spirituals. We will hear um, gospel music. We will hear blues. We'll hear jazz. We'll hear some country music. We'll hear some R&B. And then surprise. we'll also hear some hip hop music and then rock and roll. Wow. Uh, but this is to help us reveal or emphasize the importance of the connection between the Negro spirituals and these other forms of music. So we have some great artists to lined up to perform uh, that night. Um, the other thing I want to mention is this, con this is a concert where Nashville, the city of Nashville is honoring the Fisk Jubilee Singers. So all of the artists except one live here in Nashville. Oh, that's so cool. That's amazing, amazing. Well, it's honored that is due. So yeah. <laughs> I'm excited that that is happening. Um, well, yeah. you have spent quite a few years now, Dr. Kwame, in the American South. <laughs> so what would you like, <laughs> how many now, 25 years? More than that. Okay. Um, I've been teaching at FIST for 27 and a half years. And so I've, I've been in the South for over 30 years. Okay. Except well, I, don't, I don't speak the Southern as I should. <laughs> I love your accent. Don't change a thing. <laughs> um, how, what, what are some, what would you like people who are listening? We have a lot of listeners yeah. in the American South, but we have listeners truly all over the world. Mm -hmm. yeah. So what would you like people to know about the South? I want people to know about the South that first of all, the South has beautiful people, beautiful in the sense that we have the spirit of God within us. Mm. And the spirit of God brings out that beauty. And that beauty consists of God's love, God's grace, God's mercy, God's goodness. Yes. Uh, we represent him in the South. And so wherever we go or when people visit us, they will experience the goodness of God. Whether they know that's what it is or not, right? That's right. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I, I think some people just put it under that banner of, of yeah. Southern hospitality, but there is something deeper and more inner that, that that can stem from. That is very true. Yeah. Well, Dr. Kwame, we can't thank you enough for your time, for your leadership, for your just the, the role that you carry, not just at FISC, but in the community at large. It's impactful. We know that there's students under you right now that are going to go on to do great things and yeah. just excited to see even in the next 150 years where that's the right singers yeah. carry themselves yeah. so that's right we um we honor you and for those that are able to make it to the show i'm sure it's going to be an incredible experience 
Maybe there'll be a recording that comes out of it. Who knows? But who knows? Yeah. <laughs> and for those that can't get to the Ryman on November 11th, at least go get this wonderful Grammy award-winning CD. Yes. Indeed. Yeah. And put it in every stocking that you fill <laughs> for Christmas. Right. We can. We can yeah. that. We can link to that album in our show notes because I was listening yeah. to it just this morning. And and you're right. When CC starts with blessed assurance, you know, the rest just just stick with it. It's just only going to get better. So, yeah. I'm also very grateful to both of you for inviting me and uh, giving me the opportunity to share our story with the world. Yes, sure. Story we were excited to share. So, well, peace be with you, Dr. Kwame. And peace be with y'all, too. (laughs) Listen to that Southern accent. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.